It's the second cup of Joe and John with Joe Elvis and John Dwyer. The 2024 Mustangs out. I did see that the other day, and, and I'm already saving my pennies. And yeah. We'll, we'll, and my wife is saying, don't, don't re-up again. We're Ford guys. We're Mustang guys. There's two in the parking lot right now. Why Ford doesn't sponsor us? There's I don't more know. than a thousand horsepower. My second expedition's in the driveway. I, I love the vehicles, but our Mustang 2024 is out. I can't really go into what's different. It's loud, but it looks great. It looks like a rocket ship. I think they continued to do the inside because Mustangs were so antiquated for a while. I mean, I, they had, you know, remember the, the headlights where you actually pulled the thing out like a cigarette lighter? Sure. They had that until like 2016, for goodness sakes they were so cheap about re-upping but no I've, I've got my eye on it i don't know exactly what's different i'm sure they have the sequence uh tail lights which is a signature it's back to the 68 model kind of concave in on the tail you know ours isn't ours yeah. is kind of basically flat ish yeah um it looks a little shelby-ish in the 60s uh but it's beautiful shelby -ish. I, just, uh, I, uh, I know it's good my wife hates it I love it. Sounds she like just goes, boat. John, you're better than, you no, You know, not. you can drive whatever you want. I said, yeah. honey, this is about what you married. That's right. I mean, I've got, <laughs> I've got, I've got some, right. I've got a little gearhead yeah. enemy. I'm a three generation Ford family. And sure. my, you know, my, my mom grew up driving Mustangs. I thought we were rich and we had a f new Mustang every four months. I didn't realize when I'm 10 that it was a demonstrator and that dad sold it, you know, and I should also be dead of secondhand smoke because she never, she, we're going through the car wash and it's 80 degrees and the windows are up and she's smoking a cigarette in the car washes. We're in the car and she never like flicked it out the window. And so <laughs> I, I was just, I grew up in a haze. Were they Salem's Kent's? They were Lark's. Lark's. Yeah. Oh, she, oh, she only smoked 65 years. Wow. I'm not joking. Yeah, yeah. No, she's she and, and she quit. She quit like the final six years of her life. She 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 uh, got a great lady, 86 years young, and and uh, and I'm thinking, Mom, why quit now? Why what right. what are you trying to? These are these are the years you should smoke and drink heavily. Sure. Yeah. I have I've got some black and white photos because uh, I am that old. All the pictures were black and white, and it's my grandmother changing my diaper with a big Salem cig. <laughs> she dropped. <laughs> Tops of ashes in there. But, you know, we all live. Yeah, it's we? baby powder, it ashes. Hey, we know people. Let's take a spin through Joe and John's world. Our guest is enjoying this a hell of a lot more than, than I am, actually. Well, she was born in color. So you and I were born in black and white. So uh, younger than us. The uh, You hear her laughing, the beautiful voice. And being of Tracy Cornette from WSMV, <laughs> you'll see her on at 5, 6, and 10. Um, there's quite an elaborate introduction you can do, but I think we're going to let her unveil her story uh, itself. So, Tracy, welcome to uh, the second cup of Joe. Oh, thank you. And John! <laughs> I just absolutely, I'm quick to laugh. That is one thing that my, my daughter says on your tombstone, Mom, is going to say quick to laugh. <laughs> um, but I do, I just, that just cracks me up, especially because I've got my first granddaughter, and that's really hard for me to even say what? out loud. Yeah. My youngest son, Luke, um, he had his first baby after he like a year after he got married and they're on number two due in like a couple weeks so it just cracks me up because i have to follow so many rules with the baby stuff and and i i really was traumatized early on and being a grandmother because i was like i'm just used to putting the baby on my hip and giving it what i gave my three kids back in the day and so yeah the idea of the cigarette and the diaper change is fabulous yes it is <laughs> What's, uh, you know, maybe back to the, we'll start with that car story. Did you have a, are you, do you like cars? It's funny that you, My, that's why I was laughing. Uh -huh. No, I mean, I'm not that into cars. I've always had like an old, uh, you know, used, I was a lucky kid at 16. I got to pick whatever it was. So okay. I got to drive a convertible rabbit. Sweet. That's a hot car. You I had me at convertible. You yeah. lost me at rabbit. I felt so sassy <laughs> in it though. Then I crashed it after like on my second day of driving it. Uh, but then I ended up, and then after my freshman year at Vanderbilt driving home after studying and procrastinating and being way, way tired. I flipped my, my rabbit upside down, driving on 65 South down to Atlanta. And I, after pulling over a few times to sleep in the parking lot somewhere, I flipped in the middle of the night. And I just remember holding on to that 
that steering wheel and the roll bar, I could feel it hitting my head, but it kept me suspended because of that darn car, which I loved. And so by golly, somebody, yeah, I stopped. I, you know what happened? I like rolled my window down after it stopped rumbling. I didn't crash into anything. And I remembered watching chips and I was like, it's going to blow up. So I rolled my window down and I <laughs> dive, I dove into the, into that latrine thingy next to the, yeah, back to the road. And I just waited there. And then a sweet trucker came and said, are you okay, honey? Did you yeah. fall asleep? I did. I fell asleep. So I get really scared that my, when my kids drive tired and you know, but anyway, I survived and Eric, I got another Eric Estrada rabbit. saved you is, is really what's going to be said on her. Funny, your, I, I'm easy to laugh. And Eric Estrada <laughs> saved me. That's on your tombs. That's your epitaph but right there's there. There's something Tracy. to that when you survive a crash like that. I'm like, okay, dear Lord, what'd you put me on the earth for? That's no right. kidding. That is, yeah. that is could impressive. Have been uh, real quick. So you're talking about your days at Vanderbilt. I think you went to Vanderbilt and UK so uh, draw a circle around what was that life? It's, what was that time in your life and what took you from Vanderbilt to Kentucky? Well, I was super fascinated by the Broadway review troupe at Vanderbilt, which and I really was an academic person. And I wanted to get away from University of Florida and FSU, where every all my classmates went. I grew up in Tampa and I just wanted to get out. So when I got up to, to Vandy, after about a year and a quarter, I was like, OK, I'm paying a lot of money. This is I don't know if this is really worth I need to I want to get Are on with you my paying life. a lot of money. Well, you're you're right. I mean, my grandparents had set up educational funds. That's mm -hmm. the one thing we had access to. I knew I could go to college anywhere I wanted. And it really did strongly affect my life, that that confidence. Sure. Because um, my parents got divorced when I was 10 and we we grew up with like outdoor furniture in our living room. You know, that's, it was just kind of how we, we didn't feel rich by any means, but we knew we could go to college. So anyway, that's how that shaped it. And by the time I got there, I had an opportunity to audition for Tokyo Disneyland over Christmas when an Air Force friend of mine said, you should, I just saw Americans over there. You should audition. I went, yeah, I should. I called Disney the next day and they I said, when are auditions for Tokyo? Disneyland. They said, tomorrow, bring your shoes and your 16 bars of a song. And by golly, I drove up to Orlando. It was only an hour away. And I auditioned. And by the end of the day and the cattle call that was thousands of people there, I was standing in front of this table and the Japanese folks who were there from, from Tokyo were like, would you like Tracy, Tracy wing, my maiden name, mm -hmm. Tracy wing, come here. And I was called up and would you like to be a Cinderella? And I was like, I don't know. I, don't, I had a hard yeah, I'm time. I'm sorry. Wait, realized, it'd be a what? Cinderella. And I went, oh, Cinderella. I would love to be Cinderella. They said, well, what? You know, we're going to, you're in our final cut, blah, blah, blah. We're going to go to New York, audition there, and then we'll let you know. And I went back to school for like two weeks, right before the deadline where you can draw out of classes, you know, withdraw and not get charged. And I came home to an answering machine message that said, you got it. You know, you're coming to Tokyo. You'll be Cinderella. Sleeping Beauty, Mary Poppins. And so that took me to Tokyo. And then I stayed and got an audition with a Japanese pop star when I was there. And that uh, is where what, it all whoa. went. How old, how old were you when, back then? 17. If I, 17. Might have been 18 by the time wow. I flew over there. But I was what very independent. So rewind. Yeah. What, what were the 16 bars you sang for your audition? It was from Jesus Christ Superstar. Love I don't, that. I don't know how to love him. Good. I don't know how to love him. Uh, Sam, uh, Ted Neely played uh, the, in the movie. Do, am I right? Um, I don't Sam know. Neely, uh, I, I only mean, knew played, the Broadway version. He played and even Jesus then. Christ. I mean, he played Jesus. Um, well, they just it, had, they just put that on TV with John Legend in the role. And I sat there uh, and Sarah Bareilles and all these people. And I was like, I'm so glad they brought this back because it's a powerful show. But that, I thought that was a great song. It was such a great belter song. Uh, Look at you. Did you ever sing? Give us a oh, did I? Well, let's see. I'm a, I'd have to start lower. What, what to do, how to move him. Oh. He's a man. He's just a He's man. He's just a man. And I've had so many men before in very many ways he's just one more do you remember how the bridge goes should i bring him down should, should I, I scream and shout? shout should i speak of love let my feelings out i never thought i could 
to this. Okay, I, I was not expecting it, to. No, we're, and no, we're not editing that out, Tracy. <laughs> we take Visa and Master if you if you would like if you would like that consideration. Um, Mary Magdalene. There you that. go. So so there when you she go. you know she's saying uh, I think my my parents saw it and said oh, I can't believe she had so many men. Yeah, mom. Yeah, I, I don't know. think I don't That's think she long. was she was a she got around she was loose. Yeah. I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be, yeah, how do we get off on Mary Magdalene being loose on this podcast? I, that, I New low, that's I believe. Your favorite mom, that was always a mom line. Joe, I don't like her. She looks loose. My mom would say, my, my mom would say, was, was, um, she's, she's a little, she's a little too fast for she's you, John. And I'm thinking, I can run. <laughs> And now it's middle schoolers looking all loose and fast oh. doing their TikTok videos. It's oh. so crazy. It's so no crazy. No women did that when they, no. I would, yeah, I would, yeah. So anyway. No, not uh, at all. Tracy, oh, the yeah. voice of Tracy Cornette, both singing and, uh, boy, that was beautiful. Oh, that was good. And so Thank again, you. Well, let's wrap That back. TV thing doesn't work out. I think oh. you've got a, uh, well, not TV thing is so worked out. Two questions with that wrap up. Who was the Japanese pop star? You had to be at least a foot taller than the entire place of Japan, A and B. Uh, talk about that. I mean, you it were was the dance, you were the dancer, singer, actress in those. Well, days. after Tokyo, because I would I would go about an hour into the city of Tokyo and go to this English speaking church and. Um, I really create, I just built a network. I needed like a pocket of friends where I felt really comfortable. And I, I you know, asked to spend the night on somebody's floor after my contract at Disney ended because it was in the middle of a semester. And I ended up running to running into a guy who worked at Disney, but was also a backup dancer for this pop star. So long story short, I get the audition. I nail the audition. I get to join their crew. And she was the biggest thing at that time. She was like a mix of Whitney Houston and Madonna, Gloria Stefan um, in in Japan, she mm -hmm. had a huge horn section, an amazing production. And I got to participate in the these huge shows in Tokyo, in Osaka, and one other place, Yokohama, I think. And so she's actually a very tall person, and she's an incredible director of music, and she's still playing today. And she performed at the Nagano Olympics. She came out singing because she is absolutely, she's like the allure of, an, of Olivia Newton-John. Like, that's how much mm -hmm. they love her there. But she's still performing, and it's she's receiving, she's got, she's enjoying a resurgence much like the 80s stars are all back touring and making sure. a ton they had the farewell tour in 78 and then they're and now they're, they're still doing yeah but yeah. they're they are killing it so she's out and i, I really actually want to see her again i hope i get to would she we, remember you um i think so i oh, think so and unfortunately a couple of my co-workers have died in the last two years they brought over shabadoo do you guys remember Shab you probably not he was in the movie he was in breaking back in the 80s and he and he was a choreographer and then another guy pop and taco who taught michael jackson he taught michael jackson all of his like funky moves during that's the bad impressive tour. yeah so when michael jackson came over and did the bad tour we were all right there we all hung out together our band and his like it was an amazing howard jones from the 80s who i loved oh, was yeah. on all these musical do, story do shows that we got to do all these fun music like almost like solid gold, but the Tokyo version. So it was a great what, experience. So what's, what is her name? Henri, A-N-R-I. A-N-R-I. She's I just, amazing. I just want you to refer to me as Pop and Taco. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that would mean you so many other things. You have to look them up. The, 80s people know. The, the one thing I think about Tracy, and, and you've worked in, in local TV in, in uh, I think, in Lexington, and if I did my research, uh, 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 Dallas, Phoenix, mm -hmm. uh, uh, back here in Nashville. Have you never not nailed it in an audition? It feels like you, and I'm not saying you're charmed, you're talented, you're all those things, but, I mean, did you ever get a rejection notice? You went to Bandy. I mean, Give me a, give me something. Oh gosh. Cause you're, you know, well, other than driving the van, uh, convertible rabbit. That's, I'm not going to hold that against <laughs> you, you know but it did that, save your life. I, I don't even know. I, I think it's because I'm too scared to try something that I wouldn't get. Cause I'm really scared of rejection. Like I really am. So maybe I just had to bone up enough to know I've got, I know how to do this. I can mm -hmm. get this and then I'll try it. But maybe it just is more of an indication of that. I'm a fearful person of things that I'm not good at. I would not get a modeling gig. I would not get, there's a lot of things I know I don't fit the mold for, you know? You're way too modest. Well, but the, uh, your theatrical side, your musical side, that's what projected you into television. I yes. mean, that was like striking out the picture. Yes. You're no. like, I know how to do this. Well, no, but, but not, but I will, I, I'm gutsy. I'm gutsy. So the long story short about how to, how I ended at UK was because I went back after that 
tour and went back to a semester at to- in v- Vanderbilt. Then I went back for a world tour with the same pop star, came back to a semester at Vanderbilt, and I had been dating Frank Cornette mm-hmm. in college. And so um, by the time I was there the second time, he had just gotten drafted to the Bucks. And when I came back, I, w- I felt really kind of lost. Like all my friends are still in school having a good old time. I'm like in the middle of nowhere waiting for the next show at night. And in Tokyo or in somewhere in a tiny little town. And I got really lonely and really homesick. And we had a show in, in Hawaii. We ended and I said, mom, she came and watched it. And I said, mom, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go back. And by the time I went back to school, the last time I really, Frank Cornette is the best human being I'd ever met in my life. And I may not have wanted to married get married. I have been married. It'll be 32 years in December. Common sense would tell you not to look to Joe and John for this, but time for life lessons from Joe and John. And it's been hard. I mean, we've had some hard, hard times because we were kids. But I knew if I don't marry this man, there would never be another person like this. He is a good person. He doesn't care what I do. He, I'd rather I don't sing. He'd rather I don't dance. He'd rather I not be in TV. He just wants me by his side as his wife. And I just really needed that kind of love and stability because, again, I'm scared of rejection. I did not want to marry somebody who I knew was going to leave me. So we've been married ever since and popped out a bunch of kids and then we followed his career and then he got hurt. And then I still hadn't graduated from college. So I put all, I was getting, take, getting credits everywhere we were as a couple just to finish, finish, finish. And by the time I had had my second daughter, I turned in my last paper, my second child, I should say, turned in my last paper. They all, all my credits transferred to UK. So I graduated from UK. Wow. There you go. I'm tired. So Frank, <laughs> I'm exhausted just learning about what you've done. It's Let's, boring. You're going to have to edit the, the all this garbage flyer out. miles. The, is, oh, and, and, you know, she never said uh, that show in Fargo, mom, I'm just done. <laughs> no, I'm in Hawaii. I'm in, I'm in Japan. I'm, it I'm marrying amazing. A, a basketball star. I'm, you, you just know. want to, I wanted to travel and figure out a way to get paid for it and not have to pay. I wanted to pay all my money back for the college money I spent. I really did. I wanted to earn money and move on with my life. So talk about the athletic side of the Cornette family. Frank, did he play at Vanderbilt? He played at Vanderbilt. He was a big star at Vandy back yep. in the day when they would sell out tickets at Memorial Gym. It was a blast. And Memorial got, Magic. Right? He got yeah. drafted. Uh, what year was that? He was drafted in the second round. Um, first pick in the second round, I think. It would be 1980. Let's see, I graduated. I would have graduated in 90. So he was 89. Was that Eddie Fogler? The it was coach? Sam Newton. Sam Newton. Coach okay, Sam sorry. Newton. I should have known that. Wonderful so, guy. Uh, all three yep. of your kids have played in uh, yeah. NCAA sports. And yep. Luke, your youngest, is playing with the Boston Celtics he now. Is. I think he went to the Bulls and the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. He's moved a bit, but he's in Boston now. He's in Boston. Yeah. he's He had a great season with the Knicks out of college, started yes. there, and then got traded to the Bulls. And then he had his face broken by Joel Embiid. And that was a really bad spiral because he stopped breathing and he was with the Bulls and not able to breathe and wouldn't get it checked out. It had closed his sinuses. And so when you're trying to run and you can't breathe, like it was really, and he finally said, I got to, you know, the whole family was like intervention, Luke, something's wrong. What's up with you? You've got to get this fixed. And he did. And then he ended up going to the Celtics and then all the crazy uh, COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. He had a couple 10 day contracts here and there as he was recovering and rebuilding and getting healthy. And now he's back with Boston and healthy, healthy, healthy. And I'm so happy for him. That's tremendous. Yeah. And he, okay. So he's the one who just had the baby. He just had one baby and now they're having their second next month. And when I first started talking with you, somebody was getting married. My other son, my oldest son, John. Okay. Yeah. He yeah. Got married. He just got married. He's from a, uh, he went to a small division two school, um, Washtub Baptist. He was the only Catholic in the Baptist school. And it was really, <laughs> but he did it because he, he got the, a free ride and he was like, I yeah. want to I want to earn my college money, mom. So he did. He and was the fun one. <laughs> he's and, awesome. And listen, and your daughter. She's awesome. Cool. She, yeah. Sorry. I, every parent says this about their kids. She's yeah. She's my six, one basketball player, like crazy, like has her dad's hundred percent skill and savvy, but it, she's a, but she also loves my kind of stuff. So she's been in a bunch of movies. She was in Space Jam 2 most recently, which led her down a really cool trajectory. She got cast as Diana Taurasi's like double and was animated and worked with LeBron all summer, James. And it, and now she's, she's on field of dreams and, uh, white men can't jump too. And she, she plays basketball in movies and helps cast other athletes for movies. Awesome. As parents of athletes and in, in growing up, you know, with, with, with a famous basketball father and a, and a, and a mother that has incredible talent has been around the world and is on TV and so forth. Uh, what was the advice that you gave your, your kids follow it or, you know, 
because one could assume that you're saying, well, you know, you're going to play basketball. Well, not the case, really. I was just always dream big, dream big, dream big, but really study hard because if no one can take away your brain and your smarts. And so it, academics was just a big deal. And they kind of competed against each other. And they just wanted to be the best version of themselves, as cheesy as that line mm -hmm. is. I just wanted I believed in them. Like, I, I'm quick to laugh, but I'm also a big time cheerleader. Genuinely, because I really believe in all of us have these incredible gifts and talents God's given us. And it's like, how do we milk? How do we make the most of it? And being kind and 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 honestly, just your child of God. I mean, I could get preachy and I'm going to try not to. But oh, there's nothing more important than that to me and us. And there's no way we would have survived even 32 years of marriage without the dear Lord and the and the scripture and the rules and the guidelines that that are set for us to keep us safe and within and away from pain and crap, because I've had, Lord, have I had so much crap. And But if you can just get back to the nitty gritty. So that and little basic little lessons like be careful little eyes what you see and be careful little ears what you hear. I would guard my kids as long as I possibly could to keep them as pure as I possibly could for as long as I could. That's the goal. It's a mama bear right there. <laughs> so uh, you, you've been in big TV markets, uh, uh, been to the you know NBA and, and had that in your life a long time. How do you circle back to Vanderbilt? You, I think you came back to uh, well, you went to Vandy and, and met mm -hmm. Luke there, but um, I think you came to Channel Four in, in 2014. It was 2014 okay. because it, Luke had gotten to sign with Coach Stallings at the time. Came to our house. He was the first to come to our house and recruit Kevin Stallings. Kevin Stallings yeah. Sorry, um, Luke and we had always driven through Nashville all the time as little kids back and forth from Phoenix and Kentucky mm -hmm. is where my husband's family is. So bottom line. Um, Luke, when he started playing here and we had her, his freshman year, he was supposed to redshirt, but there was all this drama going on in the team and coach would put him in the game. And Frank, my husband was like, I really want to watch my son. We're here at Memorial. How do we not come back here? So I just interviewed with all the stations in the middle of a contract in Dallas. And I said, it's time for us to be back closer. And poor Frank has followed me for 17 years. We got to get back to Nashville. And so the best offer came from channel four. Joe and John have come to the fork in the road. Tracy, we talk about forks in the road. Now, none of us in this room should have ever been in Nashville. The stories are all, this led to that, and this led to that. So let's continue on that Channel 4. Uh, Channel 4, I, did, I interned at WSMV in 1985. Wow. And so it was the lineup. It yes. was Dan Miller, it was Demetria, it yes. was Charlie Mack, and Bill Hall. Mm -hmm. Number one by 62,000 miles in town. So you entered Channel 4 in an era where Demetria had left, and it was going through a change. Mm -hmm. uh, what for you, what kind of fork in the road was that for you? You were kind of taking on, uh, you know, a different ship at the time, knowing that, no doubt. And w what was that in your mind to lead it back to, uh, you know, it's always been four, Channel 5, and then Channel 2. You guys always uh, saw. You Channel 2 is really strong always, now. But well, yeah, because I left. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that correlation. Putting hey, the point, yeah. A, talk about inheriting the chair of probably yeah. one of the most popular anchors yes. ever in Nashville. Yes. I admired her. I loved Dimitri because I watched her when I was in college, you yeah. know? So mm -hmm. it was a real honor to be offered that job um, to come back here. It was, it was, I just think it's, it was a tumultuous time and TV contracts have changed so much. And the number of viewers, it's just people don't watch TV the way they used to. And so figuring that out was hard. Um, and I just, for me and my husband, it was all about, am I, are we going to leave a contract in Dallas to come to Nashville. I had an ego issue because I was really, that was a dream of mine to get to Dallas. And sure. I really loved what I got to do there. That's a big deal to be in the top five market. And the other cities were too crazy for my family life. And our kids went to high school there and I didn't want to leave. I really, I vacillated for two years and sobbed my eyes out back and forth. Like, am I really going to go here? But it was the right thing for the family. So that was the and it was right for our marriage because, man, empty nest, it was hard on us. All three kids had gone to three different schools all across the country, and you don't have that. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, what's the rest of this? Where's our who's our circle? And so getting close to family in Nashville, only three hours from Kentucky, we needed that just you need community. I can't do this life by myself. I mean, do you guys live like loners all over the place? Can you exist like that? You've got each other. What about your families? 
I've got a dog. <laughs> I, I don't have, I don't have any kids. So when you guys talk about kids and raising and all that, I, I did. Joe has uh, two wonderful sons. One just got out of Auburn and one's still there. So you're oh, almost awesome. close to, and he's flying a private charter at flex jet. Uh, so he gets to, you, you talk about wanting to travel wow. and, and not pay for it. He gets paid to do it. That's and awesome. He's had about 14 other careers that, that we've kind of chronicled here on, on a second cup of Joe and John. That's well, awesome. We, we, we've discussed that. It just, uh, you roll with the punches. Uh, when we were all younger, we were competitive and tough and I'm right in the mix as ever. And I think we're, uh, as we've gotten older, you, you drew the circle around it. We're looking for, well, where, what am I really doing? Yeah. Was that really important to be on TV all the time? All yeah. the, all the weddings and, and the, and the anniversaries and the, I can't do it because it's ratings and, yes. and you know, the, the Thanksgiving's Thanksgiving Eve, who's going to work that yes. New Year's day, New Year's Eve. Now granted we know, and, and people say, look, it was, you know, we're not d- digging ditches, but in an 80 hour a week being a local TV sportscaster and missing all those things that you, you thought it was so important. And I look back and go, it really wasn't, Mm -mm. you know, but you put in the hours and you think it matters and the station loves you. And then, and then contract negotiations come Mm -hmm. up and you find out how much, how much do they love me? Do they love me? I love me. I don't, they don't don't, don't love me. You have uh, also delved into, uh, along with raising an incredible family and and having a great marriage of 32 years. um, You have some nonprofit work and one of them is, is a bit kind of adjacent to what I do, which we help at-risk high school seniors graduate and have a plan after school. We graduated, but young people are typically not employable. And so you kind of have a, if I read right there, you're involved in, you're on an advisory board of some yeah, nonprofit. Yeah, Uprise Nashville is, yeah. does that. that. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they put, it's not just kids, but it's adults and anybody who's been, mostly folks who've been on some kind of public assistance to pull them out of poverty. And then you go through this boot camp first where you learn soft skills and, um, and just life lessons that so many of us don't have because of our upbringing and, and, and my gosh, are no parents, you know? So if they can make it through those first six weeks, boom, they pick a trajectory and they, we actually pay to have them. They can pick a medical assistant, certified medical assistant, a CLL a driver, uh, electrician, whatever your path is. And then we pay for that. And by the end, they have a true employable skill. They can make 70 grand plus. They can pull, they are pulled out of poverty. Their, chi- their children are affected. Their entire circle. You break the cycle. It's changed. You break yes. the cycle. The transformation is phenomenal between one year, two years. And so, yeah, we just had our first fundraiser because it's relatively new to Nashville, but it's a former federal prosecutor in LA who used to, who used to try and prosecute violent crimes in Los Angeles. Carol Peterson got out of that and started this here in Nashville because she's like, I got to fix, I can't be banned. This Band-Aid part, like we got to get to the root of it. And so that transformation is happening here in Nashville. Well, jobs, John's position is CEO of uh, Jobs for Tennessee graduates. That's cool. Uh, he deals with a lot of kids. I mean, you can't even, well, who writes a check anymore, but they can't put on a tie. They've never been exactly. to an airport. They've never yeah. filled out a job application. It's basic fundamentals of get your butt down on the ball and make a throw. And But a lot of people don't know that. And so jobs or, John's organization has been hugely successful, reaching a lot of underserved kids. Yes. Uh, that's so exciting, John. Never have a chance. Somebody said to me when I, when I was recruited, I've told this many times, but they said, uh, a guy that knew I was a little disgruntled with TV after 29 years. And he said, once you're done reading out loud for a living and you actually want to help people, we have an embattled nonprofit we're starting. We think you would be good. And I thought, you know, I, Tracy, we do more than read. Okay. Uh, and we, uh, yeah. Well, we do a lot of reading, but, uh, uh, you know, I went, well, and so I didn't realize serving on the Make-A-Wish board was preparing me for this. You know, I often say, you know, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. I, I always thought I'd be in TV forever and that'd just be the way it was. So anyway, I pivoted and, and that was my fork in the road that to, to able to help this. So it's great when you're in this high level position, uh, high visibility in Nashville, being, you know, a leading TV news anchor to, to get involved in, in, you know, to get, you know, we all have the time. I didn't have the time. I was too selfish, but I finally, I'm playing catch up right now. I'm so, so glad so, I, I felt but the, you use your, your, your credibility, your, your, well, uh, I just think it's a platform. I was, yeah. Mike got into TV because of that. I mean, a, I needed a job, but B I was like, I can give free advertising to people who can't afford this and nonprofits who are doing good in this world. And I felt that way the whole, my whole career. And it's, yeah, you got to use this platform for the good stuff. Do you think she's ready? I think she's Ooh. ready. Here what? Here it goes. Questions. Questions. Rapid, 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 rapid. rapid. rapid.
Rapid, rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid. Pew, 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 pew. Rapid fire. Why, why are you grinning? What, what question? Are you, Absolutely ridiculous. You're like rubbing your hands and question. And are you're you like, pulling this out of your? You're like the whirling dervish right of. Uh, <laughs> you're like the you know the the, the Looney Tunes going. Blah, 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 blah. So Tracy, we've talked music. We've heard you sing. Absolutely beautiful, amazing voice. What's in your CD player now? CD player. Okay, that was wrong. What's <laughs> what's on your, what's uh, on your iPod? What's I your Apple have, iTunes? I don't even have any music downloaded. Give me um, a favorite band. <clears throat> My favorite band, other than Rick Springfield, Air Supply, and all the nerdy bands I've got, and Gloria Stefan and Henri. I am so Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm going with Earth, Wind, and Fire. How did well, Human Touch by Rick Springfield not win a Grammy for <laughs> Album of the Year? It's beyond me. Ridiculous. No, that I've was a robbed. Like he times. was so robbed. But but he, but but here's why this is so not rapid response. Of course, he was on General Hospital yes, as Dr. Noah Drake. Drake. And oh. so, well, and so you on, were on General I Hospital. Was Nurse Tracy. You buried twice. that nurse. You were Nurse Tracy. I mean, I literally was an extra because I went to go interview him on set and they gave me a part. And you passed the audition. You've never well, failed know, an audition. They just gave me the part. Was I didn't that, have to earn it. Rick Springfield was on General Hospital? Oh, yeah. Was he on when you were on? I was in love with him. He was no. Dead. Luke he was, and Laura days or just like, before that. Oh, he's old now. He's like 69. Is he dead? No, oh, he's, he's not. God, he's still Joe jumping around like a crazy. I just saw him at concert last weekend. When he plays, <laughs> you did, didn't you? Because did he, Phoenix, he's, I did. He's yeah. playing like he. I, he's playing over. like a casino. I saw an yes, interview with him. He's got a huge. Uh, he's huge had a little work done. Crowd. Let's not lie. Ninety percent, ninety percent women and ten percent grand women. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of guys out there, but yeah, they yeah. were brought there well, by their I'm girls. Glad at the Wild Horse Show, it'll be John and Tracy in the front row. I did. I, I did like him. I, I thought. I, I thought he was. You yeah, like I do. Him. I'm. I'm a, I'm a geek. No. Yeah, I have some deep cuts of from. I have some deep cuts of some of his really bad work. You know, everybody knows Jesse's girl and and that sort of thing. But I. Yeah, we move on. I get excited just thinking what you might be like. That's a dirty song, but that's a Rick Springfield song. So, oh, yeah, I thought you were going to chime in. That's kind of your guilty. No, I thought you were going to We're not. I didn't know no, I'm back, not, in the, in, back in the That's 80s, your guilty I pleasure. I get excited just thinking what you might be like. I get excited. There's heaven in your eyes tonight. Um, here's Joe's question, uh, that I'm going to steal. Uh, what would you, what advice would you give your 18 year old self? By the way, by the time you were 18, you were being Cinderella in Tokyo. So I don't know, but what would you, what would you say to her? I would say you don't really have to do all this and you don't have to feel the pressure that you feel that other people are expecting you to keep achieving. You are good just by yourself. And it's, I'd get, I'm going to get really sad and <laughs> deep. So I don't, that's okay. Yeah, And to just keep family close, keep family close. Yeah. I think I grew up a little too fast and too far away all the, but I, I value my relationship so much. So I see my siblings all the time in Florida and yeah. That's what I'd say. You don't have to do everything right now. What was your best interview that you gave? That I gave? Yeah. Or who was your favorite person <laughs> that you interviewed? Or what was your favorite interview? Or maybe one that you thought was going to be a dud that worked out great? I think my favorite interview was with Dennis DeYoung of Styx when oh. he came on my show in Phoenix. Yeah. And then we sang Best of Times together at the you piano. Know, I've interviewed Dennis uh. DeYoung. He came in. Go ahead. Finish your story. Oh, no. Me. That's about it. I mean, he rocked the place. Yeah. We, I, Anytime we had a musical, we had Donnie Osmond, like all these funny people, right? And But Dennis DeYoung, you play Styx on the piano. How do you yeah. not? Who's yeah. he? Uh, Tommy Shaw lives here. Tommy Shaw. Oh, Did you know that? No, he moved from so LA. Cool. He's one of the many folks that came here and kept coming to Nashville and going, yeah. why am I out in Orange County? And I got the traffic and yes. the high costs and all this. I yes. met Tommy Shaw and had a, had a moment. Oh, um, that's yeah, so I, cool. I just, I went, you know, I, I saw you in 78 and you know, that kind of stuff. And of course he hears that all the time. So, well, my years at 103 KDF, we had the damn Yankees here. That was of his post sticks gig. Um, super group ish. Yeah. Super, uh, Ted Nugent, uh, Jack blades, Tommy Shaw. And I forget who was on drums, but they're playing the Starwood amphitheater. And so he meet, that's where he met his wife was at that show. She cut hair in Clarksville. He that's met her that awesome. night. They've been married 20 plus years now. Tommy Shaw, great guy. 
uh, you know, four foot tall, but just an absolute tremendous powerhouse. My quick Dennis DeYoung story was uh, he came into 105.9 The Rock and he had his big Liberace pompadour as he entered the room with this big presence. Uh-huh. I, I always burned a candle. He just walks around the room with his arms folded, looks at my candle, put this out. And <laughs> yes, of course I shall, Mr. DeYoung. <laughs> And uh, had a little keyboard with. Where him. are my finger sandwiches? He did have Stop. that. He it, still he has tremendous. that. He still. Yeah. But that's. I, I dig that. That's part of. I. You know, all the personalities I've been in. Uh, it, that's great. Yeah. That's you. Barry Manilow has that too. That's you too. <laughs> I flew Barry Manilow once. That's another story. Ah. And so Dennis DeYoung, and he sang, and he was so genuine. And I thought, there's no way he's going to sing. You know, I mean, here in this rate, like a mic set up like you, no nothing on it. And he was power, yeah. pure power. And I saw him at TPAC. This was his solo gig years. Pure power. Mm-hmm. The man has one of the strongest voices mm-hmm. in rock and roll. It's so beautiful. Tremendous. Until he, he did uh, the the uh, the rock opera uh, Roboto. You know, we, went, we just thought he got unhinged that at that weird. point. That, that was, was a weird, weird era. That was a Kids weird. Like it, I know he pivoted yeah. from classic rock to that. That was so. weird. That's what broke up the band. That was the beginning. Yeah, they, the, the other guys were like, what are we yeah. doing? We're not the who. I mean, come on. That was so weird. Let's play Sweet Madam Blue and right. stop with and rock it out. Yeah. All right, whose turn? Yours. Oh, yours. I just asked favorite album. Uh, favorite restaurant or or good meal or something like that. Nashville is, you know, we try to keep this Nashville centric and and let people know. Uh, one of the better answers uh, a few guests ago is I can't come up with one because everything's good, but you can't you can't do that. What's your uh, and it can be a dive. It Who can cares? get so boring though. Like it's fancy schmancy. It's so expensive. Like I don't think it's all that great. A lot of these. I mean, the restaurants are fine, but I would rather go to Satco. Do you guys ever go to San Antonio Taco Company? That or goes back van. to your Vandy. Yeah. Yes. Doesn't it? Yeah. I'd rather go there and eat that queso on that porch and with that the hilarious staff. I, that is my favorite place to go with my family. That's a great point. Uh, a lot of the restaurants are tremendously great, but I'm still hungry when I leave and I just shelled out a hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 my wife and I, we first uh, were dating. We went to a, 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 a French restaurant. It's not there anymore up on rolling mill Hill. And, and it was one of our first dates and, uh, we ate foam. There was everything was French, and it, there was like foam on everything. I'm like, what? I feel like, what's with this foam? And then we went. I think we, you know, went drive through on the way home or something. Like yeah, that. it was just I wasn't full. So Tracy, you're in tremendous shape. You look great. Oh, you thanks. live an unbelievable, difficult life. Because uh, I think when we first talked to you, started another newscast. Haven't we you? We added now? a three, three o'clock left? now. So now you're on at three, oh. five, four. six. Four? Yeah, three, four, six thirty, ten, and then fill in for people. You know how this okay. goes. So what was day, on. your day? You, you, you're home probably by 11. Yeah, by 30. 11. I live very close, but then you have promos starting at one. Then you have to yeah. come in early for tapings. It is a lot. You're then you got a podcast that people ask you to do in the mid morning and all that. We're, we're in the morning. What's your morning routine like? What's your workout like? What's How do you keep yourself energized for that type of lifestyle? Uh, a lot of coffee when I first wake up, but just hang out. But then I usually do. A, um, a hot yoga class or Pilates class. I'm a big class person and a uh, good walking every now and then uh, during the week, but a lot of, and then like a cardio yoga. So a high end, it's weird how your body changes. It's like, dang, I cannot do some of the stuff. My mm-hmm. hip hurts. So I have to do that. I have to get that yoga done a lot just to keep stretched. I, I, we did hot. My wife and I did hot yoga back. And I still remember it was 2010 because it was the day that Butler University, which is where I went, uh, cool. beat Michigan State in the final four. And uh, I came home in the second half. I didn't want to watch the game because I thought they're going to get blown out. And they did. And they won. Uh, Brad Stevens was, was a coach. Back. Yes. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yes, he uh, is. But I went to hot yoga and I was the jackass that went in there the first time and they're all you know four or five people are there and we're at elliston place so what i don't even know if it's still open. i bet it's hot yoga plus and yeah uh-huh. and and uh oh it was plus all right so I, I i go in there and i'm the i'm the guy that goes it's not that hot 90 minute class tracy that's i was that making was packs with god it and is, lost yes. seven pounds oh my gosh i was the I'm idiot surprised that, you made it and we're still breathing at the end and i barely made it and and watched the basketball game haven't gone back since but it is good we all talk about our age and, and the fact that you know most of the days you don't feel your age but no. there are days you absolutely you know that's it and by the way adding the three o'clock mm-hmm. uh, what was the syndicated program that they no longer want to pay for and they want to put on 
inexpensive, relatively inexpensive program. Well, the, program. it's smart. It was Tamron Hall on our station, but okay, you know, ever since we've launched, yeah, uh, it was not doing that well. And they're like, we can add an e-newscast and we're now number one in the time slot, like against the other syndicated programming, Kelly Clarkson, Dr. Phil, and we're winning. So people want to watch local stuff and I enjoy it because it's a much looser format. It's yeah. kind of like a throwback, a little bit of what Mornings. I did in Phoenix, a little bit of, it was a, a lifestyle, like a, I did, we did our first morning show ever launched in Phoenix was uh, called Sonoran Living. And I'm really proud of that show. So I, it's fun to, I feel like I've got a little bit of those vibes back three o'clock. Yeah. I, 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 one quick story about broadcasting and, and the fact that you, if there's eyeballs out there, um, look, when you add a three to, is it three to four? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're not adding, uh, you're adding maybe, uh, two other segment producers, perhaps maybe another reporter, but okay. Maybe not. God bless our yeah. one producer who's doing the whole They're thing. Doing the whole thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you don't have to add the staff and you're yeah. filling inventory yes. and you have eyeballs because people want to watch. Decision. I was doing mornings at channel two. We were going on at four 30 at the time we thought, and, and channel five was going on at five and, and there was supposed to be a big snowstorm the next day. And channel four, uh, decided to go live at 4am. Mm -hmm. There's no snow. So you're going to a reporter at the, you know, the Brentwood accident <laughs> saying, Hey, Chuck, tell us what it is. Nope. No snow well, here. Back to you. And and we're right. laughing in the newsroom going, yes. what a bunch of bozos. There's no snow. They tried to beat everybody on the air. And then, <clears throat> and then we saw the numbers the next day. Yep. And the following week there was news two at four. <laughs> yep. We, because there's, you know, nobody lives the, uh, the 620, 1020 sportscast lifestyle or appointment watching. They, you know, there's different, there's two, two family uh, incomes. Yep. There's people coming and going at different hours. So it's brilliant. And, and the, now and the there's station so, makes many, more money. so many work at home people. Like yeah. our culture's right. changed That's so much. Then when we look at the numbers and those watching, the different time periods are so much more popular than you ever would have expected. So it's a, it's a, it was really smart. I give my general manager a lot of credit for all the moves that she's making. Name three, doesn't have to be three, could be four, could be two, three influential people in your life and how they impacted you. Kathy Lee Gifford, first. I literally would wake up in the morning so tired with two little babies going, what am I going to do with my career? And I would watch her with Regis and she would talk about how much she loved her husband and how much she loved God. And I said, oh my gosh, she can be on TV and do this. You can have a actual heart and faith walk and be on TV. And I have been so grateful to her. I finally had a chance to interview her a couple months ago and told her so and found a love letter Aww. that I'd written to her as a little kid, a little young mom. Yeah. Like she really did. She helped me so much. But she lives she, here. She, she lives here now. Actually. Yeah. Who but anyway, other than her, I um I don't know who else I would say. I mean, I was always inspired by by watching the, you know, Katie Couric on TV and Diane Sawyer. And I have always watched those news anchors who I really wanted to, you know, learn cool techniques from and I'd greatly admired. And I, I appreciate right now, I appreciate Hoda. I appreciate her openness and willing to be yourself. I think, but if you can be yourself, that's the hardest thing to get past. You don't like Hoda? You're not, no, Hoda was the maid of honor at my first <laughs> wedding in 1991. Uh, yes. Uh, uh. Her best friend is my ex-wife. Oh, who, wow. Who, uh, wrote her or co-authored her books. Okay, she did a great job. This is your ex-wife who co-wrote the first See, book of Hoda's? Because I thought that was an excellent book. I will not be able to tell her because we don't talk. But oh, but, wow. but I, I, we will pass that along. No, who knew? Let's, let's, yeah, no, she was she was in Fort Myers. We she worked at a competing station. My ex-wife was an anchor there, and uh, we got married down in, in Sanibel, which I hope wow, is still there I in know, 1991. Too. So oh my yeah, gosh. Hoda was, and we always knew. We always told her you're the next Oprah and, and no. nobody's the next Oprah. Right? right. But we said, we, you are destined. Okay. You're getting wow. out of the, you're getting out of Fort Myers. And she did. She went to Norrell and stuff. Yes. And then Dateline plucked her. Yes. And, and she is people like, she can't be that sweet. I go, she is like the best ever. She really is. That and, is so cool. Cause I never would have seen that side of her until she got her morning gig to see her personality come out. It yeah, was she, wow. She's a neat, neat, neat lady. So thank you for opening That's that wound. Cool. I appreciate that. I, I think we should talk more about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, th I think, I think we're, I we're, I think we're into you know, she doesn't take my call. Yeah. She does not take my calls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so you don't understand That's how hard it is for me not to ask questions. So like I'm dying to hear you. Why are you, you're flying these planes. Like I got to know more about all these things. He he flew uh, uh, Biden and Kamala uh, during October, right? Or I'm not supposed to reveal that. 
No. Or you did during the yeah. presidential campaign. Oh, can you, oh yeah. Can no, you he's roll got some on good these stuff. conversations you're having in there? Can you say, hey, I need a, I'm, I have a podcast. Can I interview you while I fly with these presidents and such on the plane? He did fly Obama, too. Flew, I, Obama brought, gave me COVID. That's been well documented. Oh, wow. Yeah, he get, he was he back from Chicago to Martha's Vineyard, and, and uh, in three days later, he, he got COVID and blames. Uh, flying yeah. home, the only person I'd been around was, oh, hey, Joe, good to see you, good to see you. He's cool, though. You know, that since Nashville, I, there have been so many fascinating. I've gotten to talk to three presidents since I've lived here. Oh. Maybe four. Which ones? Um, the, well, <laughs> Obama was here first, but then President Trump. Well, this was when he was just here for the Republican National Convention, Trump. And then I uh, flew out to Dallas to interview George Bush on stage for like an hour and a half at a fundraiser out there. And then 43. Which Jim, yeah, the young one. Yeah. And then um, and then Pre President Jimmy Carter when he was here for Habitat for Humanity two years ago. So it's been quite a cool run. Look at that. It's it neat. Is. is there a book in you? I feel like there is, but it's hard to think you weren't one, you know, but then some of the tales are so amusing. I'm like, this is such a weird, I hope there is. I hope there yeah. is. It takes a lot though to write one. I mean, the time I need to just isolate myself. I don't know if I have that time yet. So what, what do you want to do? I mean, how long can you keep your foot on this gas pedal yeah, uh, to where you don't question. say, Hey, Frank, let's go back to Florida sleep in oh my gosh walk, you have no idea out. how many times i say yeah, this to you're, frank you're from tampa off. frank i'm from tampa he hates florida though oh. like, frank you gotta get i gotta take you to a nicer part then you've gotta i love florida i, I love being florida. back in florida i married a florida girl I oh florida. i love that yeah. oh. and i want to be oh. around my siblings what part of Florida? he's just not falling in love with the spot yet give me a good spot well she was both she was uh uh in delray beach haven't even been there. Um, grew up in Fort Myers. It's so good. We've got a place would... in Sanibel. We go to Sanibel a lot. Oh, that's wonderful. Congrats. Well, I hope, again, yes. God, God forbid, hopefully everything's fine. See how that puts Yeah. So how long do you keep? That's cool. What, what, I what, really what don't know. You? Can you sit still? Can you oh. not be in the mix? No, I get really bored fast. So I have to be uh, traveling somewhere or doing something on my way. But And I have to be creative. I've realized, and Kathy Lee said this a couple weeks months ago, she's like, if you can wake up and create something every day, you will be happy. You will find happiness because somebody out there needs it. And it made me realize I have not been in a creative mode much lately until this three o'clock show. I'm getting back into the creative mode because there's something about that time period. And there's something about that show that has brought me back to what I loved about TV in the first place. And that is, there's a lot of lonely people out there. There's a lot of starved people out there that just think if they have companionship television, right? And I just think that is a real part of my job. And so it's in, I'm like, well, what can we put into the world that's good now? We've got an hour to put some good stuff into this world again, because we all know how the news has gotten and it's plus it's so repetitive. And so I've just found some joy there again. And I know there's something else that needs to happen because our industry will die. It's going to, unless we have a new iteration of it. So I, I want to be on the creative end of all that stuff. And I love helping kids and pouring into other people. And I would love to help tap some of these young college kids. We need them to come and work for us anyway. So I hope to create a program, maybe a pilot program to create a show with these kids and give them real world experience and then create some great programming to boot. That's my that's my universe speaking you're, into the existence. You're on to something. I mean, all those things, if you put it in a vat, a melting pot, you're going to, you have the forum, you have the airtime, the space, the, the inventory, you have to fill it with things. Yes. I'm a good news person. That's yes. among the reasons I got burned out is, you yes. know, I, I, get the, get at the crime tape. Well, I'm standing there and that's, there's, well, we're going to go back to you for an update. There's no update. Yeah. Well, can you make sure you get the flashing lights in the back? Yes. I'll make sure I get the flashing yeah. lights in the background. So I get that. But you're you're on to something. Um, could be a podcast. Don't put us out of business, Tracy. You I mean, we've got our own, we've got our own market. Work. Okay. This we have literally dozens of people that will maybe download this. But <laughs> national. We're in Canada. We talk about we're in Canada. You know who you had on? I like Sheriff Don, uh, Hall so much, Darren Sheriff Hall. I he really, was a good one. Yeah. I admire him. I, I kind of have a little man crush on him, I think. So it I was nice to, to listen uh, to that. Darren and I went to Western Kentucky together, and I graduated in 85. So uh, we were there together. I think my favorite question with Darren was, do you wear spurs to work? And he said, <laughs> and he, no. said he had never worn <laughs> spurs to work. I said one Which day, makes me want to... One Get day. on Amazon <laughs> buy and some. buy him spurs just for the sight gag you of it. Should. You know, one day put on the spurs, the chaps, the boots, the hat, the vest, and walk into work with your yes. six shooter on your side. Yes. I, God, I would be Are there pants that. underneath the chaps or the ass? Yeah, I'm just curious. Wait, I don't know where you're going. 
He's a big so. guy. He's six five. Yeah, he's like, he's I did not man. know that until like you said that. He's yeah, yeah. I've just heard good things about his his whole faith part, you know. And I I've really, I admire him. I don't I don't think you guys talked about that, but um, yeah, he's got a really good philanthropic side and a good heart and tremendous guy. You can tell. You gotta wear shades. We like to end with with something that is a day brightener, and uh, you are one. Yeah. Uh, no, nice. you are you are a living, breathing day brightener. I'm telling you, your story uh, it's inspirational. You you know, we always talk about the comeback, and I'm like, uh, but you did mention your you know the marriage and raising the kids. That I mean, that's, oh, that's, that's tough. You know, it's hard stuff in the middle of all these chapters yeah, of our lives. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's somebody at Mellencamp and uh, once said uh, uh, the bed's made, but the sheets aren't on. You know, like everybody has their their thing. Uh, so yeah. I'm not going to sing that, but uh, give me, give us a day brightener, Tandon. Uh, what what, oh what keeps gosh. you going? Give me, give me hope because this world is, you know, politically and, 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 and weather wise. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff pandemic. We've got kids coming out of the pandemic that are, you know, suicidal and the, and the yeah. mental issues. And stuff. let's put yeah. all that aside. Uh, Tracy Cornette, what, what, what would be your, uh, your, your sage advice? Okay. I'm going to quote my son. Because I don't have any of my own, but I really have appreciated this. So Luke has been through so much in with his health and his basketball and all that. But he is such a good, strong man. And he said when he was speaking to a group of kids recently, he said, you know what? Fall in love with doing the right thing. And I thought there's a lot of just fall in love with doing the right thing. If we could all do that. It's a, not an effort to follow a rule or not steal something or whatever. Like, anyway, think about that. Was he that. adopted? Because that's really too, <laughs> that's really good. He must get it from his father. Yeah. He actually gets a lot from his father. <laughs> he really does. But he gets, you know, no, he's, a, he's, a, I, I just think that's really special. So I hope you think of it in your own world, what that means. And if we can start doing that, then, um, yeah, life's easy and life's hopeful. Life's good. I wish we. I wish she'd sing another. I song. love that. Um, I, hey, Tracy. I know. Look, you're busy. You got another newscast to do. You could be doing a lot of, a lot of other things. You're probably. I hope you didn't miss hot yoga. No, or it's Pilates even if I or whatever. Did, this day. is so worth it. What, and by oh, the way, we're hiring. You know. Um, you, would you come uh, you back are, to the? Would you come I'm back to the, the? I'm not oh, the demos they're oh, looking for. I don't know. They don't, oh, you got I don't, two, got two handsome guys here. I don't. Come I don't. On. I don't think so. Stop it some more. But but here here's two things I'm going to leave you with. One is. Um, and, and this is the compliment you want. You're much prettier in person than on TV. And when people would say, geez, John, you look, you look, you look better than, and I'm like, well, that's, that's better than the other way, right? You don't I want somebody going, Ooh, you kind of need ooh, the makeup <laughs> really works for you. And the other thing is local TV people, um, they, they, one of the comments would be, you're, you, boy, you're different. You're, you're nicer than I thought you were. I go, well, what did you think? I mean, you're looking at me in a box and I'm giving a four minute sportscast or a newscast. I don't get to really kind of show person. They're really like, you're nicer. Like and I go, I've always been a nice guy. <laughs> you are as nice, if not nicer, you are the real deal. Oh, thank you very much. So I, I will audition. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And here's, here's <laughs> me reaching out to Tracy saying, here's what we do. Here's, and just shot back a glorious nice email where i could have really never ever heard from her so uh we are very grateful oh i'm honored it was an absolute blast you guys tracy cornett thank you for being on the second cup of joe and john it's the second cup of joe and john as their guests expound on any and all topics within the realm of decency want to be a sponsor let a tv and radio guy help build your business Email the show, second cup of Joe and John at gmail.com. Now, hold on tight and grab another second cup of Joe and John.